Well, hello, and welcome to a very, very special, I know I say this all the time, but a very, very special <laughs> association transformation. Elisa Pratt, Chief Strategist and CEO of Brewer Pratt Solutions, coming to you solo today. I'm sad to say Andrew is not uh, not with us, but maybe it's why I can take on a special topic that may be, that he may not have the stomach for. Let's just put it that way. Um, but I do have a special guest. It's it's uh, it's a little heartbreaking, but I'm so excited to finally introduce to the Association Transformation World a gentleman that I've had the power, pleasure of working with at Brewer Pratt Solutions now for what I don't know two or three years. Yeah, it's um, been a while. Been a while, right? Yeah. So uh, applause and uh, an appreciation for. For Robert Plant. I know we go by Bo, but your official name, Robert Plant. And for several years, you served as a, a strategic analyst um, with me at, uh, at Brewer Pratt Solutions. You were our first intern. I know. It was an exciting time. It was an exciting time to be a part of things. What were you thinking? Well, you know, I, I think if, if you remember, that was right when I was in the middle. I, you know, my background is in the military, uh, and that's when I was in the middle of transitioning from, you know, the Marine Corps to the Army, uh, which was an interesting jump in of itself. Uh, that's and a I whole think different episode. That's, that's a whole different. So, what topic. were you thinking? That was a whole different episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that I started to recognize the need to start building out my skill set outside of, uh, you know, military service. Um, and I believe we sat in on a on a panel that was hosted for associations that you were speaking at. Uh, I remember being impressed by what you said and, uh, you know, Aww. reached out, made contact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and it reached out, made contact. And, and I just thought that, you know, despite, you know, whatever the I wasn't really sure what I was walking into, but I knew it was going <laughs> to be an interesting... no idea what you were in for. <laughs> no idea at all. But I knew it was going to be an interesting experience and it was going to be in an area that I knew very little about. Um, and I think that it provided me the growth that I really needed. So it was exciting and I appreciate the opportunity. Well, and you and I both have a passion for military and veterans focused nonprofits. Um, mm -hmm. I'm married to a, a Marine, you have your military background. And I think that that gave us a common, a common denominator. And I had uh, the chance to plug you in on several projects, both as it related to research, strategic planning, and we, we found kind of a new language, and I didn't realize how parallel it was to what you were being taught in, in the military context, but this, this strategic approach to, I don't know, to strategy? That sounds terrible. Yeah, <laughs> strategic visioning. <laughs> the strategic vision, you know, but there is a def, there's a defined military strategy, and that means something. There's ways then to approach it. Um, and, and you and I talked a little bit about that in some of your, your latter projects, because you've now graduated, you've mm. graduated from Brewer Pratt Solutions. So I guess, congratulations, you survived maybe <laughs> the most difficult deployment of your life <laughs> and, uh, and you are for-profit, you're almost civilian, you're, you're out making grown-up money, having family and, and all those fun things. But the military strategy is something we never really got to outline and define. I think you applied it sure. in context, but I was hoping you could share with the Association Transformation audience the the opportunity to apply military strategy in a, a nonprofit and association context. What does it even mean? Sure. So I, I think that, you know, in those early days when I first came on, just watching you interact with uh, the leadership at various uh, nonprofits and associations, uh, first thing I'll say is one major correlation I noticed was the the dedication that your at your usual nonprofit or association staff has for what they do. I mean, usually they're working there. 
um, because they care deeply about that topic or they care about being value added to whatever industry that they're serving. And I think that that is very similar to the military. You usually find, especially with the all volunteer force, people that are very dedicated to their service. So that part was surprisingly easy for me to connect uh, with a lot of the individuals we work with on. Uh, what I did see in regards to the planning was when we worked with a lot of these organizations, they're very focused on the strategic visioning. You know, usually we were brought on and you had me working alongside you on their, you know, five year strategic plan. And I think a lot of association nonprofits have done that, iter have done that iteratively, you know, 20, 30 times in their existence at this point. Um, but I think what I saw was is that the you know when it comes to military planning, there's three levels: there's strategic, then there's operational, and there's tactical. And I think where we've where I saw the value could be added was nonprofits had the strategic level done, that high level. What is our big picture? What's our big end goal? But as they started drop down to strategic, maybe some of those bridge crossing goals, like okay, we want to increase membership over a three year span, and then the tactical, what is we actually adding to the membership? we started to lose the focus of, of how to actually bridge the gap from our starting point to our end point at the strategic level. Um, and I think that's something that we worked on successfully with a number of organizations, but that was really the core of military planning that I think can be brought over is, you know, looking at that strategic that everyone's comfortable with and that reaching out for that long-term end state, but then really breaking down at the operational and then the tactical level you know, those small battles, what, what small battles do we need to link together in order to achieve that big end state? So in the military context, this is, I mean, this is how you guys talk too. I mean, this is how you're mm -hmm. deploying assets. This is how you're, you're prioritizing and, and determining what has to happen first in order to lead to that greater, that greater goal. Um, what is this something you only talk about in high level at, at times of war, or is this something that's woven into all military interaction and functionality and, and operations? No, it's a, it's an, every, it's an everyday thing, right? Because the, the way, the way that the military plans is really just a decision-making process that any organization can utilize. Um, you know, if you look at, uh, the Army's military decision-making process. It's a it's a seven-step process. It starts with, you know, receipt of mission or in nonprofits, you know, establishment of an end state, right? Or strategic visioning is done. You know, the next step is mission analysis, uh, which means looking at the terrain both internally and externally. So for a nonprofit that's conducting a SWAT and maybe a competitive field analysis, which I know you, you know, you and I, you know, I did plenty We've of We've done many of those. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and getting a feel for both, not only the external environment, but also internally taking an honest look at yourself. Where are we strong? Where are we not strong? Uh, because those two together can then begin to form the next step, which is, you know, course of action development, then course of action refinement, and uh, eventually decision and then refining that decision. So it's a very logical way that the Army approaches planning that any organization can do as well. Um, and I think that uh, it really, when you put it into a logical process and you apply it even to daily tasks, that you, understanding how those daily tasks add up to the longer term goals, it helps you become a more efficient organization and serve your member base more effectively. Well, and I think you've used a word that we don't often see in the nonprofit environment or at the association board table, and that's logic. Uh, in, in many of our <laughs> engagements, that was that was part of the challenge. You can lay a decision-making tree out in front of any group. You can tell them the steps they need to take. 
it's it is all logical, but it's implementation, it's it's culture, it's personality, it's timing, um, it's it's uh, capacity and and lack of deployable resources. Sure. So you know, we both talk in these uh, idealistic terms, I think, and I wonder. In, in your experience or just in the teachings of, of, you know, the military, how did they deal with the illogical? Sure. I think that you're going to see, you're going to see illogical action or what you feel from your perception is illogical um, at, in any organization you're part of. And I think that in, in my opinion, to, the best way to overcome that is to better understand what, you know, what we in the military will call the ground truth. And I, I think that's probably a term that a lot of people that rings true or Wait, you know, what, what, what was that? <laughs> the ground truth, the ground truth. So this yep. is like your seed, your starting seed of fact. This is, this is the, what is actually, you know, when you're, when you're at a leader leadership position in any organization, you're a little bit higher than the individuals who may be executing whatever the daily tasks are on the ground. And sometimes that gap can cause you to have a different perception of the organization than you realize. This happens in the military all the time with officers in the in the tent in the rear while the enlisted uh, individuals are in the foxhole doing the fighting up front. Right, those two individuals have a different view of the of the battlefield, or in this case, the industry in the nonprofit world. Um, and I think it's really important for to to overcome the illogic that can occur in in some of these uh, strategic visioning or planning sessions or long term focusing. Uh, for the leadership to really go down, talk to the membership, you know, talk to the daily staff, talk to the secretaries and the assistants and those who are out there engaging with the with the member base or the industry base to really get a better feel. Going back to that mission analysis, get a better feel for how the organization operates internally, what the external feel looks like, because you can't make a decision without understanding that ground truth, so to speak. Well, you know, when we talk about the language, the language that's used, what's interesting and maybe ironic is the use of the term mission. And I think really the there is such a um, a comparable between the military use of that word and and the nonprofit mm -hmm. world. Why are we here? What are we trying to achieve? What is our purpose? Um, and and I I don't know, I, I like to think as though that there's a correlation there and that makes it even more applicable that we can apply some of some of these things. Um, in, in your experience, what is the biggest hurdle in, in military decision-making? I know what I think the, uh, the nonprofit hurdles are, but what, you know, maybe we can find more, more, uh, lessons to learn from. Sure. I think that, uh, the biggest hurdle that I've seen, uh, seen commanders make that I've made is that when you do receive that mission and you know, you need to execute whatever your piece of the pie is, or if you're the overall unit execute the whole mission uh, is the urge to try and accomplish everything at the same time. And <laughs> How it's did like, you know that's what I was going to say about associations? <laughs> oh, cause you know, I work side by side with you. That's you know, right. We're that's one right. of the same at this point. Um, no, but I, I think that, you know, I, one of the, one of the most interesting uh, lessons that I learned when I was, you know, I, my background is from the army special forces most recently. Uh, and when I was going through that training is they harped a lot on the Pareto principle, which is, you know, figure out what 20%, uh, uh what 20% of cause, what 20% of causes are, uh, what 20% of actions are, are affect can affect 80% of the causes or, or move towards 80% of that end state we're looking for. Uh, because when you, if you try to spread your field of view, if you're doing strategic visioning and you want to cover everything, 
you're going to be spread too thin. You're going to have impacts nowhere. But if you figure out what are the 20% most impactful things we can do and really drive down on those, you're going to see a larger impact over the long term for your organization. And that's true for the military and I think for-profit and nonprofit. Well, you are you and have always been such a, a wealth of knowledge. I mean, we've we joke around and have had a great working relationship, but you're you're no joke. Like you're pretty <laughs> serious dude. I mean, special forces, I don't know what rank you you're retiring with, but like you're you're serious. You're you're a real it's, cl- it's classified. Oh, it's classified. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no. Um, but we truly thank you not only for your service to the country, but to Brewer Pratt Solutions and are excited about your next step. I mean, I think a lot of this is applicable in your new your new world. I mean, I don't want to take any credit for this, but you are now director of transformation and restructuring. If yep. that title doesn't mean, you know, you are a graduate of Brewer Pratt Solutions and the Association Transformation family, I don't know what is, but that's pretty exciting. What uh, what does that mean and what nonprofit lessons do you get to apply in uh, in that new role? Yeah, so, uh, you know, first off, you absolutely own, uh, you know, a piece of that of that uh, credit. So I credit to you and, and Brewer Pratt Solutions, one of the best uh, organizations in the nonprofit sphere, if you ask my name. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, I, the, the new role is exciting. I, I've taken over as uh, director of transformation restructuring at the Sweeney Group uh, out of Tampa, Florida. Uh, Paul Sweeney uh, is a highly intelligent individual who's been in the consulting uh, world, predominantly industrial manufacturing for a long time. And that's kind of where we're focused at. And I think what has been interesting is the military playing everything we just discussed, uh, my background, you know, the, the leadership and most importantly, the people skills that the military taught me. Um, combined with the experience I got working with nonprofits and, you know, working through transformation, strategic visioning, how that translates down to value added for the membership on a day-to-day basis. I've found to be exactly the same in for-profit, uh, in the for-profit industry. You know, organizations are people-centric, whether they're working on behalf of a cause or working on behalf of, you know, their their bot, their margins. Um, and I think that that means that the, the problems tend to be the same. So when I'm talking about transformation and restructuring an organization that maybe not is performing up to par, uh, I approach it the same way we approach these nonprofits. We start looking internally, what are our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats? What does the competitive field looks like, which can be a bit more brutal in the for-profit world? Uh, and then once we have an honest opinion of ourselves, what can we do to help this organization? What are the courses of action they can take in order to begin to improve? And it's the same thing we did in the nonprofit sphere. So there's actually, I think a lot, I think that a lot of times you see these organizations or nonprofit for-profits tend to, there tends to be a a divide. I think there actually is a lot of similarity and and maybe some lessons that could be learned across both aisles. That's great. Well, you know, you, you, we talk about mission and purpose and not trying to do everything at the same time. And I wonder in this new role, consulting in a for-profit environment, how you all are going to help your clients through implementation. Because as you recall, in strategic planning, it was always a very important element of strategic planning for Brewer Pratt Solutions clients that we focused on the implementation steps, the after Right. The planning itself is not the outcome. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what what that looks like for you all now. Yeah, so I think that it's interesting. I, the first part, the hardest part of, especially on the consultant side for implementation is to 
teach teach someone how to admit that they may may not be operating efficiently or may be wrong, right? And that's always a difficult thing to do. And I think you can show them, you can show someone how to identify when maybe they're not operating efficiently by showing them a proper planning process, uh, walking them through the steps, you know, kind of being a teacher, so to speak, of those uh, initially, especially if, you know, you can do that during the strategic level and give them those tools for implementation. Um, I think the second part is uh, a lot of, a lot of times the implement, the implementation can be over a period of time. And like I said, kind of going back to the beginning of the podcast, they need to understand, you need to understand, you need to teach people that it's not just going to be, we've set it, we've set a strategic end state and in five years, we're going to be there. We need to understand now, break that down and back plan it off of five years. What are the key performance indicators year over year? You know, what are the monthly uh, indicators that we're going to be looking for and what are we doing to achieve those? It needs to be broken down all the way to that level. Well, and maybe one term uh, in the military strategic context that resonated with me was corrective action. If -hmm. something's not going as planned and we know strategic plans are living documents, we have to be nimble. We have to be able to adapt. The world is changing with too much too much speed and intensity. And I assume that's the same on the military side that you have to be able to execute a corrective action to adjust. Sure. Sure. And I think that's the third part of it, right? It's the old uh, movie adage that actually is, you know, said more than you think in the military, but no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Um, And I think that that, at least in my experience has proven true both in business and, you know, the times when I was overseas uh, on behalf of the United States. it absolutely is true. And I think the only you need to te- as a consultant, you need to teach your client uh, how to be reactive or even as a, in any leadership position, you need to understand how to be reactive and be able to not only predict, but respond to these situations correctly. And that starts with an understanding of your environment. I think the first special operations principle is uh, understand your operational environment. That's number one in every special operation operator's mind. Um because you can't react if you don't understand your environment. So it starts with that analysis, that internal, external. And once you understand where you're at, where you stand, what your strengths and weaknesses are, when those uncertainties do hit, you can do that corrective action. You can respond appropriately. You can react and be more responsive. Do you defer to special operations and military uh, quotes? I think to Mike Tyson, who said, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah, I like that one too. That was a good one. Well, Bo, I'm so excited that you have, um, I mean, obviously, uh, so many limitless transferable skills and that at Brewer Pratt Solutions, we just had a, a chance to to work with you and see you make this transition to, to your next chapter. Um, thank you so much for, for all you brought to Brewer Pratt Solutions, to our clients, to me, to your service, to uh, to the Army, to the Marine Corps, to this country. We're, we're just so excited to see where you take it and are glad that there's a, a little association, you know, voice in your head that that lets you think <laughs> back to nonprofits and, and the world of 501c3 and 501c6. We're, we're just glad we had you for, for even just a few years on your, your larger journey. Absolutely. I appreciate that. It, it really means a lot. And, you know, I'll, never, I'll always be a, a brewer pratter. Uh, at heart. Um, 
you know, it, it really, it gave me, it, it helped me train to my time at Brewer Pratt and working with 501c3 and six, uh, really gave me the ability to adapt my tool set to be successful with where I'm at now. And, you know, I'm still learning. I'll always be learning, but, uh, it was a great experience. I, I really enjoyed it and, uh, it definitely set me up for success. And I'll always be, a, I'll always follow the Association Transformation podcast. I'll always be number That's one great. fan. So. Well, you know, and this wasn't just a reunion. I think there is some great takeaways. I mean, I've been jotting down notes throughout. I mean, between the seven steps, you know, to military decision making and the Pareto principles. I mean, there's a, there's a lot here that that I think made you successful and that I think any of our listeners and any uh, associations and nonprofits could apply to give credibility to mm -hmm. some of the approaches they want to take to strategic thinking, to strategic planning or visioning and some tried and tested ways to ensure your best chance at, at achieving your mission. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, this was great for us to catch up. I just don't want everyone to think this was just some love fest. We actually really <laughs> did. I think I have some interesting, uh, interesting takeaways and I'll share all those in, uh, in the show notes as well. And you're always welcome back. There's, there's always a place for you. If, if Swainy group isn't, isn't good enough to you, um, or you just get bored and, and need to do something, uh, on the weekends, let me know. We're, mm -hmm. uh, We'd be happy to have you anytime. And and Bo, thank you again so much. We're, we're really excited for your future. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was, it was awesome being here. So Association Transformation, I will uh, post uh, I will post some some links in the show notes so you can follow along on uh, several of the, the, the pieces of knowledge that were dropped uh, in this episode. And uh, we hope you'll make Association Transformation one of your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. And if Brewer Pratt Solutions can help you in your strategic planning or any of the strategic visioning initiatives you and your organization are working on, let us know. And until next time, put your members and your mission first.